When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are here again for episodes five and six of Yellow Jackets. Y'all have been waiting for it. We've been waiting for it. We can't wait to talk about it. Of course, as usual, me and Luke here as vets, Dave and Brian, our big bad rooks. I can't wait to hear what they have to say about these two episodes, which dropped major bombs that will affect the rest of the season's ahead um but looking forward before we get started let's talk a little binge town right let's talk about it so right now we're working on the last of us if you're not listening to that coverage and if you're not watching that show you're not too far behind get back on it listen to our coverage we'll catch you right up good stuff in our future we've got the mandalorian in march we've got shadow and bone in march we've got carnival row coming up i think this time we're just going to do a season recap. You know, I think it's the last season of Carnival Row. We'll do a se- nice little season recap. If you forget everything that happened in Carnival Row, like I do, go ahead and listen to our recap episodes from mm-hmm. last year or the year before, whenever that was. We've been a podcast for a long time. And if you're not subscribed, you should subscribe. We would love you for it. Come hang out with us. We drop a lot of episodes and we have been for years and we will continue to do so. Okay. Boys, let's talk about Yellow Jackets, episode five, Blood Hive, episode six, Saints, Dave, Brian. Let's hear some like initial thoughts. How we feeling? I'm glad you brought it up because I've been <laughs> dying to talk Yellow Jackets since the last recording. So I'm really glad you asked. Um, episode five was an absolute banger. I think just stuff really got moving in that attic. I mean, the Shauna pregnant reveal i don't know why i wasn't thinking or expecting that but they dropped that pretty early in episode five and that bomb just completely landed with me i'm like oh my gosh shauna that is such rotten luck girl (laughs) um episode six kind of slowed down a little bit but still some pretty good developments thais is eating dirt but i think a very strong two episodes for thais overall the misty and coach stuff going on and of course like misty IRL in the real timeline was fantastic as per usual. Just another two great episodes, in my opinion. So I'm excited to get into it. I'm going to quit the podcast just so I can not have to wait any. I literally <laughs> I hate doing this. I, yep. I watched this. The last recording we did, we recorded maybe a little over a week ago, and I immediately watched the next two episodes. And so it's been a week and a half, and I've been fucking wanting to shoot myself in the foot <laughs> <laughs> because I literally just can't get enough of this show. And literally maybe a spoiler but i might be a vet for the next couple episodes the <laughs> next couple episodes. by the time we record next week <laughs> i literally can't wait to get into seven and eight right after these recordings just a fantastic show um and just to for the listener that like is confused by our misty love i just want to say that <laughs> yeah. we only love misty's craziness because she also has a sense of like humor to her she's just a very funny character whereas some of the other characters that we kind of shit on that are kind of even crazier than Misty in a sense. Like they just don't have that comedic relief. So there's I, not that boost to those other characters like Misty gets with her comedy. 
I would also add that Misty is so unhinged. You accept very early on. Oh, she's just crazy, crazy. And everything that she does, you take with a grain of salt so that you can take it comically. Taisa, I'm like rooting for her. So when I see her like break a girl's leg, I'm like, Ty. But as I said, these were two good episodes for Taisa. So I think that was kind of like a curveball by the writers to start Taisa off on the wrong foot for the viewership. And then kind of she has to earn the viewers back onto her side as it progresses, because I was I was singing Jackie's songs after the first two episodes. And mm-hmm. now I'm I'm much more on the Taisa side of things, even though I did say that these were or those were going to be our two leaders. Mm-hmm. I mean, OK, yeah, we got the pregnancy drop. How about the Jackie drop visiting the family? Like this is a huge like reveal, True. huge. And you guys were saying, I don't know, maybe Jackie doesn't survive. So what do you think after all these comments about what? I mean, obviously, we don't ha- have a confirmation of what happened, but we get a lot of information about that. She's not around anymore. I haven't seen a grave. I haven't seen anything. She's still fucking alive. That's what I'm going to say. No, honestly, no. I, it was a good twist that we got the Jackie ghost, and then they kind of nearly confirmed it with her being dead in this in these episodes. It was a great twist. I love finding out which characters are making it and which characters aren't making it. Obviously, with the, the new season, we'll surely find out more about some of these other characters, but it was just a great reveal. That scene made me so uncomfortable, especially like, okay, I get it for the mom. Well, I guess the mom didn't even know that Shauna had cheated at the time with Jeff. And so the mom was still just being a terrible bitch to fucking Shauna. And so she sucks. Oh, we hate her. Yeah. But um, it was still, it was such a, such an uncomfortable conversation they were having. Look, she was definitely being the Karen at the, at the brunch table. But I looked over at my roommate. I was like, She's the type of Karen that lost her daughter in a tragic accident, which is one of the few excusable Karens out there. But she did cross the line at one point, And even Shauna was like, um, excuse me. Mm-hmm. She kept crossing the line. It, it is. Yeah. And just was... imagine it's the first time we're seeing that. But obviously they have gotten together on her birthday every year. It's like an anniversary thing. And she has probably been hearing this for 15 years straight, you know, no. so. All I'm going to say real quick is B times you're right. Jeff's the fucking homie. I'm ride yeah. or die team Jeff all fucking day. Yeah. One of my notes is Jeff is back in the game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he squads up with all the girls. Let him into the loop. Just tell each other you're cheating and love each other. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's, st- I still don't think he's cheating, but Luke, go ahead. All right. Yeah. Just going to throw my two cents out here on these two episodes, but something you, you said earlier, Brian is you thought it was a little bit slower for episode six. And I would almost agree that compared to one to four, which you're just getting so acclimated to everything. And there's so much new information all the time. And then in hindsight, like when I, when I was thinking about like this, watching the show for the first time, I was pretty excited for these episodes, but now I realize a lot of the things I'm excited for, like this was a little bit of a mid season buildup and the last four are like a sprint. So I will say I've, I love the seance though. And on my rewatch, Lottie has been become one of the characters I enjoy the most on screen. I've been paying attention to her a lot more than I did my first time through. So that was amazing for me. And one of the highlights of these two episodes, the Taisa being like Lady in the Tree, that whole thing, like that was a really fun like reveal for me the first time through too. So I was waiting for you guys to get that. And then, of course, the pregnant thing. Those were the three things that stuck out. But I would also count these two episodes as the like mid-season slowdown where if you guys have a positive opinion at all and it sounds like you do that's just music to my ears because 
we're about to like sprint to the end and it's going to be a really fun ride for the, these last four. A lot of crazy shit's about to happen. I think the Misty and Coach storyline should be thrown in that conversation because I was fucking blown away at that conversation. So we'll get there. We'll yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Dave Yeah, that should definitely We'll get be- to the boner. All right, let's get into it. So we open with this is how we do it. And mm-hmm. it's, again, another one of those fun little scenes where again they're kids they know this dance or dancing around it immediately gets cut off um the music cuts off and then there's some creaking on the floorboards upstairs um that's really how we open and the next scene is the misty boner scene if you want to just quickly talk about we can knock out all that if we want Mm -hmm. um we can just talk about the boner scene the poison scene and then the conversation so go ahead progression of events yeah yeah. Boner to poison to conversation. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, very misty of her to just do that. Code, uh, how else do you react? It's just you get startled, get the fuck out of here. The curveball at the, I mean, it wasn't surprising that Misty poisoned him. Like Kathleen, you were saying, what's the name of that proxy? By proxy. Yeah, yeah. I'm j- I just added this today. It was actually good <laughs> recapping that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was perfect. Um, but yeah, I was not expecting Coach to say what he said during the conversation that he's sharing these feelings with Misty and just can't act on them. And whether he's just saying that to smooth things over because he knows Misty's a little crazy and that's the best way to approach the situation. Or if he's like, no, I'm about it, but I do have to draw that line because of the teacher student because of your age. I'm not... A hundred percent sure. Either way, I was not expecting it. Which way do you lean? Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of have his last sentence. He says to Misty is something along the lines of like, I really like he hesitates. He's like, I really like you, Misty. And that made me think that he wasn't actually in love with her. But again, that whole speech up until that hesitation quote was I bought it. I thought he was totally in love with her. So I he was freaking I was out. Like, <laughs> My question is, is I guess to go off of that, I know we're kind of skipping really far ahead, but like I couldn't tell if it was maybe the seance had played a part, like them doing the seance and getting the confirmation that the person that Misty likes likes her back. If because the seance said that, that he suddenly switched those feelings into love. Because as we know, there's definitely some paranormal shit going on. So I don't know if it was the seance that made him transform into the love with Missy or if those feelings were already there. Either way, it's so hard to tell. I'm going to go on the side of I think he's just trying to fend her off by like feeding her things that she wants to hear. B. Toms? Oh, I was hoping you weren't going to remember that. I haven't (laughs) answered the question. I'm like totally 50-50. Like Dave said, he was really convincing when he was talking to Misty. But I have to believe he's just saying that because he knows who Misty is. And this is the best way for it not to blow up. Mm -hmm. But if it does end up being a love relationship, I think that would be fucking wild. Obviously, it just cause way more drama. And I remember my exact feelings watching this live for the first time. And I will just say I felt confused all over in my head and I didn't understand what was happening because I was 100% convinced that he was into her. And that's how I left the episode. No comment for me. (laughs) Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to dissect. So I'm just going to let it play out. 
Again, yep. it's that last sentence that he has where he hesitates when he's like, I, it's something along the lines of like, I love you, Misty. But he's like, I love you, Misty. And it's like, uh, he doesn't really mean it there. But like the it was paining speech, him to say it. Yeah. But the rest of the speech was so perfectly well executed. So it's it's 50 50 for me. If you so. will remember, Coach had a bunch of condoms. So that he gave to uh, that, that is gave also Travis. true. That is true. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you, we find out. Yeah. Okay. So that's not one of the ones that gets moved into season two. So we'll find out, kids. All right. Next, the for episode five, the the vibe we're getting and a lot of um, the big theme we're getting is everyone's sick of Jackie shit, right? She's sleeping in. She's not helping out. Everyone is so annoyed by her. And Sean is just trying to help her out. Right. Quickly, quick little scene. Mari is kind of like Jackie, go fucking do something, get some water. And Lottie is in the water just being very eerie i'm gonna change from creepy to eerie brian didn't like creepy so i've changed my uh (laughs) verbiage to eerie because she's just being a little eerie and and we'll get to the big lottie scenes because damn there's a lot of of big things that happen for lottie in these two episodes I'll tell you what, we're starting to get into creepy territory in episode five. In episode yeah. four, you were definitely pulling the trigger, but now sure. it starts to become a little bit more appropriate. Taking a dip. Yeah, that was a bizarre scene. Honestly, the lack of any semblance of panic or concern for Lottie coming from Jackie. Who are these girls? Aren't they supposed to be looking out for each other? But I guess Jackie's dealing with her own stuff. And to progress the scene, I don't know, Dave, what did you think of the Lottie stuff? Uh, she's just a nutcase at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, it's just so hard. She's she's off her medication. Um, she's seeing shit. It's just so it's such a tough, like complex character that we know so little about, but it's just such obviously an integral part to the whole story. I just like I the only thing I can really say is I feel like she's just confirmed AQ Antler Queen at this point. That's my only thoughts on Lottie, but she's she's got some she again, I think she carries a lot of this the plots of what's going on in the mountains right now. And episode five is the one where they have the symbolism where you pointed out Dave live when we were watching it with the antler queen, like when she stands yeah. up and oh, he yeah, has yeah. the actual antlers above her head, like in the background of the cabin. Yeah. I'm it's so like a quick shot. Lottie is in the cabin. She like turns around perfectly and the antlers on the wall are exactly behind her head. It's so gorgeous obvious. Shot. And then she walks out and sees Thaisa just shoveling dirt into yeah. her mouth. So I'm like, <laughs> Poor Ty, I feel for this girl because I have a. This might have something completely separate to do with just Ty than what's going on in the wilderness. I was watching the second Ty dirt scene on my computer, and I could not see a thing. It was so dark. I like uh, rewound it. I tried to like go under my covers. I was, I was like, screaming at Luke. I was like, "What the fuck is she eating?" I was like, "What the fuck is she eating?" Is it dirt? And just dirt. It was dirt. Yeah. And and just to see. just to say this now because I remember as I was binging like the first half of the season and up until this point when we do see that dirt scene, I don't remember if it's five or six, but that was one of the scenes that like consumed a bunch of my bandwidth when I was thinking about this this show. Just like what the fuck was going on with Taisa and like how is this connected to anything basically so uh, that was something i was always just give me more give me more give me more which is why episode six with the ending with like the whole her being outside and stuff blew my mind i know we're jumping all over the place maybe i should hold this but if we're diving into the taisa eating dirt should i can i keep going does does that happen for the first time in five it does not until the end but it's it's fine yeah yeah we're just kind of okay just do Um, it my one comment was at first when i saw her eating dirt 
because of how I know we're getting to the point of cannibalism. To me, it seemed like Thaisa was possessed, and I thought she was like trying to dig up the graves of the people who had already died so she could try and eat them. Jeez. But but I, I think Luke kind of made me feel better about it. Probably wasn't that because she would have had to travel pretty far mm-hmm. to walk to that sh- to the plane crash to get to that dirt patch. So I, I that completely got shut down. But that was my first it, like thoughts where she's trying to fucking eat the dead bodies that are decaying in the ground before they spoil completely. Mm-hmm. I think the cool thing about Taisa literally eating dirt is that Taisa's character has her shit together, right? She is level-headed. She has a plan. She's a leader. And even as an adult, right? And to watch her be this, like, we're, we are giving Lottie excuses because she's not taking her meds, right? We do get the flashback that Lottie is possibly like a prophet, right? She has been that way since she was a kid. Thaisa got the flashback that she was also seeing something, but it's different with Lottie and Thaisa. I think you don't expect it from Thaisa at all. When you guys saw the pills, you guys were like, ah, shit, something's coming down the pipe. But with Ty, it's really fun. It's fun because it's like, where is this coming from? What does this mean? And I really love it. And I really think these were great episodes for Ty. Her and Shauna had some great scenes. Of course, her and Van have some great scenes, but they like humanize her a bit when she's sprinting to go help Shauna. It's like good that you need to soften her up a little bit. And then they gave her the edge of eating dirt. So it was really some good episodes for Ty. I really enjoyed it. Was it in four too? When five. it's in five, when Van and Taisa are like hooking up in the mm-hmm. lake, and okay, because she does make that point. Like it's, I think that's in the very beginning of the episode, almost ish, where thinking, yeah, yeah uh, Ty and Van are kind of like hooking up in the lake, and Van makes a comment like, "Why are your fingers so dirty?" And I mm-hmm. completely went over my head, didn't think anything about why her fingers would be dirty. They're living in the in the freaking wilderness, so mm-hmm. like, of course, her hands are gonna be dirty, but. They really emphasize it there, and then we get the the confirmation later on that it was just because she's a dirt eater. That's really it. <laughs> so and like how they're like dropping, a lady. Yeah, I just like how they drop these little hints around. And I'm sure if we were to go back and look at like, if I were to go back on my second rewatch of one to four, you know, we'd, I'd pick up on some things like that as well. Yeah. yeah. What I will say about that whole Ty Van scene is I am so team Ty Van relationship over Nat and Travis because I just don't really like Travis that much. <laughs> uh, I love them. But- I mean, I love them together. even just going back and listening to like the episode three, four recording, I feel like we're all on the same page. Travis is a little moody bitch, but like, I really like Van and I actually was pretty convinced she was going to die after the first episode because of the whole, I thought she was going to die in the plane when Shauna and Jackie like leave her there. So the fact that she's like come this whole way, I thought she was going to be like vengeful when she lived and stuff. But the fact that she's kind of like working she's towards funny. like, a, yeah, she's funny and she's working towards this happy sort of relationship with Taisa. I fuck with their relationship a lot. I feel like it's it's great for this dynamic in 1996. Yeah. Once we get into the seance, we could talk about like some of the comments are so funny. Like they are in this super stressful situation and, and they are throwing out some really funny lines at each other and digs. It's so yeah. good. But before we get there, let's talk about Shauna and Jackie. Um, Shauna really grows some balls a little bit here. She's like, Jackie, you got to do something. Everyone's annoyed. Like, you got to figure out how to do something. You're, And then gives her a great pep talk, right? She's like, you're the pep girl. We fucking need you. And you know what? I've always thought this every time I watch. I don't think Jackie is being, like, too out of line. I get that everyone has kind of adopted a job and is doing it, and she's the only one that's not. 
But they're in a really traumatic situation. Everyone has their period. Everyone is moody and crampy. I get that she's being like, like, oh, I hate this. Like, I'm starving. I'm this, I'm that. I totally get it. That would be me. And that's why I empathize with Jackie. Like, can you imagine? It really seems like only one of them is like losing it. And it's Jackie. Like, Jackie's the only one that's like unnerved by the whole thing. Everyone's really just like, yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that's why they're all starting to get pissed off at Jackie. That was the thing. Shauna didn't grow a pair. Shauna already grew a pair when she stepped off the plane. Jackie needed to look around, realize what the hell's going on here. And if Shauna didn't like clap in her face and be like, listen, girl, people are starting to notice you are not picking like the next step in this. Is people starting to like, I don't know, like pull Jackie aside and like slap her and be like, fucking start doing stuff. Mari's already coming with the once Mari starts barking orders at you, you know, you're in trouble. (laughs) So like she immediately just dropped down to the bottom of the totem pole. This was just Shauna looking out for. And I love the story she brought up. She's like, remember when we were supposed to go so-and-so and and then you said that if she gave us the Percocets, we would just crash bingo. And Jackie's like, are you giving a pep talk shipment? That was a really good friendship moment for them. And noteworthy that this is where Jackie gets her necklace back Mm -hmm. to be seen next at the bottom of a spike pit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the chances of that, her being that person is very high now because we know she's dead. So, dude, any Shauna praise, I'm here for it. I, yeah, if my opinion of her has been so positive on this rewatch. And my opinion of Jackie has been so negative on this rewatch that, like, I don't know what I saw the first time because B Tom's is clearly anti Jackie. And I feel like I should have been the first time through. I was just blinded by her being uh, Jinx from Arcane's voice. It was the so Jinx much. voice just yeah. like flowing unconsciously so through cool. your body. Yeah, I was just obsessed with it. It was awesome. I would close my eyes like that's Jinx. So Jackie, it's a little further down the episode, but we'll do it now. Jackie takes this advice and suggests a seance. Everyone is down in the dumps, right? Suggests a seance to which Laura Lee says the occult is no laughing matter. Just an amazing line. Love Laura Lee. She's really just there for comedic effect for me, at least. You know me, every time a religion comes into it, my eyes start closing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's good for me. She um, couldn't have suggested like some like team building exercises, like you know, tree climbing. It had to be a seance in the spooky cabin where Lottie's already acting real weird and suspicious, and we're gonna choose to do this seance in the attic. Like, uh, let me I'm ask not you letting a her stretch. Yeah. I mean, it was great. It made for great TV, but it was a little bit of a stretch. It's like I'm I, not letting Lottie be a part of this if I'm the girls at all. Like way before this, she showed so red flags. Yeah, yeah, I'm downstairs with the boys. I'm like, I'm not doing anything <laughs> with these people. Let me ask you a question. As boys growing up, did you guys do anything with like Ouija boards, seances, light as a feather, stiff as a board, any of that? I feel like a Ouija board was broken out. Not probably in mixed company. Once we started hanging out with girls, like Ouija boards were out in mixed groups. But no, I don't recall at a sleepover with the guys ever Ouija boarding. One girls are witchy as fuck we do that shit so it's not out of line like you guys being like would this happen it's really not for tv and especially in the 90s like Mm -hmm. there's nothing else to do they're like let's fucking do a seance you're right i guess the 90s aspects i didn't really think about it because (laughs) they really don't have much else to do other than seances yeah Mm -hmm. um so before we jump into the actual seance is i had a podcast in here where I didn't have good notes for episode five for those listening. So I, I might have out of order notes sure. here. Um, 
but was the Nat and Travis thing that I have written down, was there anything worth bringing up about their episode five stuff or did most of the happen in episode six? They hook up for the first time in five. Okay. Right. And I wanted to say that young Nat gives me Shelby Flannery vibes, aka Hope from the Hundred. Okay, There's like yeah. Just think about that when you watch the next ones. It's something about the way she talks and kind of the like gritty vibe about her, especially like compare hope when she's like dirty and like <laughs> in the and woods. That is officially three for three hundred references on all three podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wild. Um, yeah. And then so this is the hookup where they hook up for the first time and Nat just keeps laughing at him and I'm like mad at her for it. I'm like, you he's already like so moody. Stop laughing at him when you're making out. Mm-hmm. And then Ty and Van hook up for the first time. It's like confirmed. But that's when they're in the woods and they hear the scream because Mari has like the bug on her or whatever. And I, and so the what was that all about? By the way, the Mari like I is don't that know. is I that supposed to be like it. more evidence for a ghost? She ran like a whole out of the house and was still feeling something. So sure. like is that a little crack in like her sanity too? Could be a part of it. Yeah, true how that. Jackie freaked out with the ghost. food being all I'm of thinking- the above. Yep. Because when Lottie is doing the seance and they're looking, she's like looking out the window and like is it looks like she can see something that no one else can see. So maybe Mari also along those same lines saw something get dropped down her back, but it could have been totally imaginative. But Mari ain't special like Lottie. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think I'm not hearing be, that. I think they're all going to be special at some point because they're going to be fucking cannibals and spiritually connected to something. So I think there's definitely something going on there. I think it was symbolism for maybe ghost, a ghostly presence. Okay, it's seance time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's seance let's time. It. And let's talk about, we haven't actually mentioned, like, we don't really hear about nationals that much, like, that they don't talk about it. The fact that they ask, like, would we have won nationals? I'm like, they don't even get into the fact that they were going to nationals. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity, and they are champion soccer players, and and they never talk about it. I'm like, that's heartbreaking in itself. Even if they crashed, and that got picked up the next day. That's a heartbreaking story in itself. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? That they had to miss nationals. Yeah. Uh, does the person I like like me back? Are someone's tits real? You know, <laughs> are teachers hooking up? It's all good stuff. Javi kills the mood big time. <laughs> well, so let's say that because the, the people that stayed downstairs were yeah. Taisa through stubbornness. Um, coach, who's in the process of being poisoned right now, yep. Laura Lee, because she is religious and this is against her religion. And then yep. Javi, because he didn't really have a reason. I don't Travis said stay yeah, downstairs. Travis. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a very weird assortment of people. Javi obviously goes upstairs, but yeah, he, he kills the mood. What was this question? Are, you saying, we, written are, you are we going to die? Javi. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this guy. He are says, are we all, are we all going to die out here? I the Fuck. one thing that frustrated me to know, like, I w- what, what were the- they were they going back and forth for no and forward and back for yes? I don't I know. Thought it that was, was like invisible it- to the viewer, indistinguishable. Yeah, I, thought I thought there was like maybe an X on the ground, and if the thing goes over the X, then it's a yes. But if it doesn't touch whatever's on the ground, then it's a well, no. But well, I, the reason that that's relevant no is idea. because when they say, "Are we all going to die?" it does the infinity sign. Yep. So it's implying that the motion is definitely giving you the answer. I would think it's either up and down, left or right. Either way, but I felt the same way beat times. I was annoyed that it wasn't obvious what yeah. the answers were. And infinity, yeah. I guess, 
It's like, this you is know, forever, yeah. baby. You're never actually going to, even if you get out of here, you're never actually going to get out Ooh, of here. That is good. Yeah, wow. That's how I took it. So is there going to be any lasting effects for specifically the people that were in the attic when shit hit the fan versus coach Ty and Lorley who were downstairs through the whole thing? So Ty actually does go upstairs. She goes up in the mm. middle of it. Like when Javi goes, I think Ty goes up as well because I I think there's a scene of her like pulling up a chair and sitting kind of behind the circle. So it's really only Ben and Laura Lee until Laura Lee starts exercising Lottie. <laughs> awesome by <laughs> no. Laura Lee taking the some French, action. The French was so amazing. Like Van's like. Just does Lottie speak French? And then and, and Jackie's like, she sucks at French. She's like, well, what does she say? She's like, why well, suck at French? Yeah. <laughs> well, damn it, Jackie, try harder. That was Man, so funny. funny. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, all right. Well, can we talk about right when it hit Lottie? She goes right to Shauna and says it's already in you. That hasn't been brought up again. Shauna seemed unfazed by it. Just too much going on other than that. This well, thing, well, whatever this thing is. It wants some Shauna baby. Yeah. Well, it's already messing it's with her head. For. All her dreams is her eating the baby. It's messing with my head. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dave was freaking I mean, out with the dream, too. That was no great. That was so idea. funny. Oh, because I again, it was probably a little dark. So I couldn't really, like, I guess, see the screen that well. So I'm like, what the fuck is she holding? Is that is that a chicken? I'm like freaking out. Like, what? This makes no sense. She starts eating it. And she's like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, this this is all going over my head until we get some fucking answers. <laughs> they did a good job with that flashback to make it seem like it was a real flashback. But of course, Shauna did not eat her baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or else that's not something we see. We've seen. <laughs> yeah. that's true but it, it was a dream right it wasn't like a real flashback of jackie birthing her so like, cheeseburger baby dave what do you think the force that opened the window and did whatever happened to lottie was like how do you explain that I, I no explanations just like a ghost i've just been sticking to the ghost story it's the same i think whatever that was did whatever it did to Mari as well. So maybe like I'm thinking too, like if uh, Mari was the one to the left of Lottie in that situation, I could also picture that thing being like, oh, it's got you too or whatever saying to Mari, because I think the bug was maybe a representation of that. I have no idea. I think there's two ghosts that are at play here. It's the lady in the tree, which I guess we'll get to because it could be fucking Thaisa's lady in the tree. But I'm going to stick for right now with two ghosts, uh, just the lady in the tree, and then whatever this no-eyed person. Three? Three ghosts? Well, if we're counting what did whatever happened to Lottie, oh, which I yeah, feel like yeah. we should. Yeah. Plus the no-eyed person. Yeah. I can't even begin to think of a, an explanation of what happened. She definitely got possessed to me. She got possessed. Because yeah. so she... It hits her in the chest, it looks like, and she like kind of reacts to it a little bit. Her voice gets like deeper too. It's textbook, like a an exorcism. You know what yeah. I mean? Or not yeah. an exorcism, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. um what's Possession. that called? Possession. Possession, yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there she says like it's hungry, it wants blood, and then she starts smashing her head. And then Laura Lee comes up and is like, power of Christ compels you. Smacks her with the Bible. And she's like, What the hell, Laura Lee? I love that that's like a <laughs> Yeah. What the and they're like, she said, what the fuck, Laura Lee? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but dude, then she, like, she cracks her head because the whole yeah. episode six, it's like a it's like a gash, which yeah. is crazy at the force that she just smashed her face against that that window. But 
while this is all happening, Ben is projectile vomiting downstairs, like full stream projectile vomit. It, it's a scene from The Exorcism, yeah. like all these things that are going on. It's pure chaos. And Mari, basically, I think it's Mari in the previous episode when they kind of make fun of Misty for her crush on Ben is like, this one will make you puke. This one will poison you. And Misty was like writing that down, smash this up, <laughs> put him in the tea. God, she's so crazy. But this yeah, is where is. we have that Ben conversation, which we we hit on pretty well, I think. Did we even say anything specifically about the boner scene? We didn't really. I mentioned it. What is there to say? Do you want I, to uh, come yeah, right I want to we we yeah, What did we glean from that scene? Full tent pitched, just like... <laughs> Nothing new. Misty <laughs> would go for that, and Coach would tell her to back off. Yeah. yeah. End of story. I think the only other thing I had written down that we haven't really covered for episode five in 1996 was Shauna. We said Shauna tells Taisa. Yeah, but she already knew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we kind of skipped over it, but the period did play a big part. Like Shauna used the deer blood on her rag to kind of just go up to Jackie and be like, you jinx me. Like she really wants Jackie to think nothing of her. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a Jeff baby. Oh my gosh. That. He wants you Jackie jinxed to me. Wait, what? Ah, Jackie, you oh jinxed my... me. How did she actually <laughs> oh said that? Use that God. word. Jinx. Wow. So true. That's awesome. awesome. Wow. 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 But yeah, she wants Jackie off her trail. She does not want her to become suspicious at all. But Ty watches the whole thing go down. Of course, she Ty is smart. She knows what's going on. It was very sweet. I'm glad that Ty promises she's not going to tell anybody. But she's like, but listen, if we're here long enough, everyone's going to know. And Ty handled this like about as well as you could hope for a friend to handle this situation. Um and I'm just thinking, Ty might be the person that I would most want to confide in with this horrible situation of all yeah. the girls. I mean, no notes. Yeah. No notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. But that's the end of episode one, 1996. We're going to just dive straight into 1996 part two with the Lottie flashback. And obviously, this isn't 1996. It's way before that. But it's cool. I mean, she it, you could tell it's a little bit older and probably like 13 years prior. She's very young. They are in a car and she's screaming bloody murder at a traffic light to distract her parents. from. And then they don't get involved in this car crash that happens right in front of them. And then you see her parents having this conversation. Her mom is kind of like she's special. And her dad's like, no, doctors now. And you can tell she's probably been medicated since that moment, Mm -hmm. which is really sad, right? Like she's been heavily medicated since she was young. Who knows what it actually is? But what do you guys think of the premonition? I mean, especially with what we're seeing happen now, you think Lottie is like a medium, as Brian has said in previous episodes. What do you think? We're superpowers, like Davis said. Yeah, fuck B. Thomas for shutting down early on. He laughed at the idea that I said her pills are going to get like suppress suppress her powers. And he's like, oh, (laughs) no fucking way. But seems like that's the case here. Um, But it's weird because in those moments, too, it doesn't at least when she was a child, it seemed like she didn't, you know, remember screaming like she was fine through a tantrum screaming. The the accident happens and then she kind of goes back to her her normalcy a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it's hard for me to imagine that if she's even like how aware she is of her powers. Like obviously she knows she see th- sees things, but it's to what degree can she see things? And it's so hard to determine whether it's the future or not because we've also seen like 
visions like with the antlers the bloodied antlers um but that turns out not to be a vision because they end up finding it i think it was still a vision it's still a vision yeah i guess it's a premonition it does come true so i guess she does maybe potentially have the ability to see the future okay you can tell it's a vision because van's right behind her and you could see that van cannot see it Mm -hmm. but then they bring back that exact deer and she's like fuck yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I crushed that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Those are the two in a row, two in a row scenes: the bloody antlers and the flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lottie's definitely got some powers here. I wonder if Taisa also has like powers. We'll see, though. We'll see. Yeah, or is like is so Lottie clearly has powers. Like, is Taisa a victim of something supernatural, or does she also have powers? Ooh. I guess is what I'm kind of just I asking, like that. asking so- myself. I think I'm going to stick with my word choice of Lottie as a medium. I think like, I think she has a whole slew of powers that just can fall under the umbrella term of she's like a psychic kind of, but Mm -hmm. I like the word medium. I think we do have ghosts or like spirits at play. Like the one that flew through the window could be like the bad bitch spirit in the forest, you know? But then I think about Thaisa and she's got a whole I don't know what she's got going on exactly, but this dude with no eyes, the flashback with the grandmother couldn't have been like a coincidence that they gave uh, that to us. Like that is a demon that has been plaguing, I guess, her since her childhood, but potentially it's been plaguing Thais's whole family line for like generations or some stuff. Maybe that's kind of tying into some extent with this lady in the tree. Like the no eye guy is what's forcing Thaisa to become this lady in the tree and maybe is now trying to sink its teeth into Sammy. I'm not sure like I love this conversation because we're hitting the point in the season where Kathleen and I don't have answers anymore. Like it's more rare that we have actual answers. So you're like throwing theories out there and shit. And I'm like shaking my head like, yeah, like maybe like I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. We're we're almost at that point for some of these things. Yeah, I don't want to spoil what 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 what's what because we we do have more information, (laughs) obviously. But I I like what you're selling over there. It's a chocolate. (laughs) Definitely. It's definitely a heritage thing because the grandma had specifically told the demon to not take her eyes. So she has, they both saw it. So that's, yeah. And it's not, but like, if you saw a demon, the first thing you're, you're going to say is not like, Oh, don't take my eyes kind of thing. So it's, it seemed like the grandma had experiences with this demon or whatever it is. So also it had no eyes. So you kind of can put together what this guy's calling card is the Corinthian. So another layer (laughs) of this is I'm just going to jump ahead to 2021 for a second here is we do see, the no eye demon when Thais is giving her political speech. Is there yeah. anything that we could think of that is a connector besides it being Thaisa that sees it? Like, is there, is there things that like, I, I can't really even rationalize in my head, but I'm symbol, just symbol like it. Yeah, but I mean, as... make, is she always seeing this? Is she always liable to see this demon? Or is it at pivotal points in her life? Is it only like around certain people? That's kind of where my know. head's at right now. I, I just, I would think the symbol because, as she was getting more and more involved with this Travis incident with uh, Shauna and Misty and all of them, she seems to be getting more crazy and crazy. So I don't know mm, if it's because the, the symbol re like rebranding itself in her life is causing her to get more crazy like this. But that's just, I, again, I have no fucking idea. This is just me thinking off the top of my head. 
they've shown her have kind of like a panic attack before when she was at that political fundraiser thing. And that's actually the last time she saw the wolf. So maybe like when she starts seeing whether it be the wolf or the guy with no eyes, it's just like high stress situations that brings it out in her. Because also when she was at the podium, when she's looking at the note card, like didn't the words start like rearranging in front of her too? Or am I making that up? I don't remember that. I think they were just blurry. I don't know if they were like, oh, no, no. They did rearrange to spill. They said spill. The words on her card said spill. Oh. Yeah, she was okay. saying something on the note card. Either way. um, Yeah. It was like a magician's entry test. It just kept like switching mm-hmm. on her in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Magicians. Great Great we cover magician season five. Um. Anyway, I also was going to reference Umbrella Academy when you said taking pills to suppress a power. Elliot Page's character does that in season one. Mm-hmm. Has to take pills because their powers are so fucking crazy. But anyway, spoiler alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Shauna has the the birthing fake birthing scene. Um, Van and Ty in the water. Very sweet scene surprising that we got nudity for like what's supposed to be teenagers oh my yeah God, i was so shocked about that i mean yeah i feel some type of way about that if i'm being <laughs> honest jasmine savoy is in her 20s it's okay to think she's beautiful but i don't know why they did that felt a little gratuitous um, couldn't agree more it was unnecessary and you can either have a show about high schoolers or you can have adults yeah. being adults you cannot have adults play high schoolers and then put these high school characters in adult situations. You just can't do it. Yeah, it, it was a little weird. Definitely. I, I was like, huh, I don't remember that from the first watch, but I mean, it's fine. It was quick, um, but this scene is really sweet. Other than that, I love the like drawing on the back and treat me like a lady. But this is the the good part of the scene or the like informational part of the scene is the Ty wants to get the heck out of there. She's like, we don't know if you go one direction, we can find a town in a mile. You don't know. And it's tough because it's like, you're just going to get stuck in the middle of nowhere if you're wrong. Right. It's that's Van's argument. That's going to be everyone's argument. Right. Um, And she says it again at the end of six, she kind of freaks out and is like, fuck this. Like after the deer is all mangled and, and you know, moldy and shit. She's like, I'm leaving. You can come with me or not. So that's obviously going to be a storyline in the next episode, whether or not she goes and who's going to go with her. Ty is the only one to her credit thinking about when it's going to get cold out. And she knows it's coming quicker than they all expect. And nobody else is even stressing about it. Like they have to understand that not only do they need to have like a steady stream of food coming in? They're going to have to have a surplus to like carry them through the cold season when they're not going to be able to hunt as much. It's mm-hmm. I think she is going to get a party to go south with her. And I feel like that could be kind of where we get our group that turns into the cannibals. I'm I'm not exactly sure, though. That's that's a hard sell for the group because I feel like they're just getting settled in in the cabin. Yeah, Ty is definitely a badass because she has been the one since the crash who is her survival instincts have been, you know, up there. Probably her and Ben are probably the two survivalists because, you know, she was the first one to mention, oh, there's a lake up north that we have to get to. Like, we need to move there. She's now the first one to recognize that winter is coming. Shout out Game of Thrones, you know, (laughs) and she is she's being smart about it. I mean, they realistically haven't explored, at least on screen, too much of the area around them. She could absolutely be right. Like, what if we just hike, you know, at least a day's work walk, you know, west, east, north, wherever 
we could just run into anything, a civilization, anything. So I think she's being smart here. She's definitely being the realistic one. I would certainly, if, at least if I was in their shoes, I would always be following Ty. She's she's just the most logical. So to me. here's the thing about Ty is Ty is also the most confident. And Sean is the only one that kind of checked her on that in episode one or two when they decide to go to the lake. Ty's mm-hmm. like, thanks for having my back out there. It's the right decision. Sean is like, no, it feels like it was the correct decision given the two choices, but we don't know if it's right. None of us knows what we're doing out here. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ty's confidence could get her into trouble in that sense, because mm-hmm. if you go south, you're hiking for like three days. You don't find anything. People start getting hungry. You can't walk as much anymore. It starts to get cold or something. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, as viewers of a TV show, we know yeah. that if they do leave, there's something else out there in the forest that could totally fuck them up because we Who saw what side- happened the bear would you be on team go south or whoa yeah dude i didn't even think that the wolves are gonna maul them on their journey south (laughs) it's gonna happen (laughs) dude it's wolves it's multiple wolves because i I zoned out for one one sentence that you said i was just saying knowing that whatever killed that fucking bear is still out there Mm -hmm. that would lean me to just say let's just camp here and plus they still have the sos thing writing on the side of the plane that says you know we're at the lake mm-hmm. and so if they leave the lake and and if someone did try to rescue them they'd go to the lake see they weren't there that's a good point i think i'd still probably take my chances with trying to move locations because ty just again brings up such logical points of winter is coming we just killed a deer that has maggots running through it we need to find better food things like that. It seems like they picked all the berries in the area too, because they were at first they were finding a plethora of fruits. It seemed like, but now they were, they, they were going out there. They're like, fuck, I'm like hungry. They're not able to find anything. So I would be on personally team tie, but I would try and convince everyone to go. So we just have that large crowd around us. I know it's hard with coach being one legged and like some for other injuries that might be happening, but I think it's just the smart move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can put a pin in that conversation. Let me walk us yeah. through the rest of this whole first day Please, of episode yeah. of episode six. So a couple of things that happened with Shauna. She has the the chicken dream, giving birth, whatever. We already talked about that. Um, Shauna tells Taisa specifically that it's Jeff's baby. That's a key point that we'll bring up later. And then skip ahead a little bit. Jackie has a little bit of a gushy moment with Shauna just dreaming about like Jeff mm-hmm. and missing Jeff and saying that he she should have said she loved him because he to reciprocate him saying it to her. This is a lot of weight put onto Shauna and she's kind of deflecting so that we could talk about all of that. And let's get us to the point where they end up back at the um, campsite when Travis and Nat walk out after hooking up, because then we can talk about that whole blow up. It's also the first time we hear that she wants to have an abortion. Like she wants right. to abort this baby. And she says the OBGYN on call is Misty Quigley. So <laughs> that was such a funny line and such yeah, a good line read that I Yo, just I had to her. say that. Uh, but the abortion stuff is tough. Um, I don't blame her for that. But that is like the dumbest thing you could do in the middle of like you're going to hurt yourself. You're you yourself is going to bleed out and die obviously not worth that but i mean she's a teenager i do not end the situation i do not blame her for being like get this thing out of me now although i will say i i wonder what the safe delivery rate for mother and child is like outside of a medical setting like in the wilderness what are her odds of surviving childbirth we all may couldn't (laughs) survive childbirth and that was in a galaxy 
far, far away. But far that was away. twins. Long ago. Gotta... Well, no, long ago isn't helping my case. <laughs> far, far away. Padme couldn't survive. How is Shauna supposed to no, survive? Come on, man. That was human history for everything except the last one percent of our history. Like that's, yeah, correct. that's a lot of it. babies and mothers died. Oh, I yeah. agree. I agree. Either I way, first wife died. Yes, but Spoilers. listen to this. She's probably... She was the bad wife. She was the bad wife. Listen, <laughs> but so did the good wife. <laughs> Even if childbirth is the cause of Shauna's death, at least that's eight months away or seven and a half months away. These girls can't be thinking we're going to be here for eight more months. Like if they right. truly think that. And here's the thing. I'm telling you guys, I, I don't want to say how far we've gotten, but this is a big question mark. Well, we're limited. What do you mean that's eight months away? That eight months would turn into her like not being able to move, progressively getting more like hungry. uneasy and sick, hungry, more resources. She would be able to help out less. You do not want to go through pregnancy and then at the oh, end please. of the day, best case scenario. Oh, I am it's a horrible situation. I am the most pro-choice. I, hey, get it out, but I love Shauna. <laughs> if Shauna botches her wire abortion and then we don't get to see adult shauna absolutely slam dunking on callie now what true that because that's what i'm saying (laughs) i'm on team shauna all the way which means pro-choice but a wire well burning a wire in the woods (laughs) on a town you guys are both making good points but you have to keep in mind that they this is the period episode episode five like it hasn't been more than a month and a half Right. Like yeah. just because of oh, I was thinking literally like two weeks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's probably within four weeks. So y- this conversation doesn't need. I-, I don't know how late you can have abortions in the woods, because that's like, I guess, a whole other variable. But like, you got to wait a little bit longer before you're going to just yeah. do this. Yeah, I but, think I, it but I just... agree. I think it's OK that she did it because she's like, look at the situation. Look at I it. Think she's I most. She, we can all at least agree. I think the main reason she wants to abort it is because I think she she wants to save herself the embarrassment. Like she doesn't want to have to like come out here with a bigger belly and like have all the girls be like oh how did this happen and then her have to be like oh 100 jeff came in here and you know did some damage here but i think that's the main reason because otherwise like i feel like in my head I, I, again i don't know the complexities of childbirth and all this stuff but to me if you're just naturally just in the woods no medicine resources you're barely eating you're barely getting enough water intake i just feel like for me that would just be a recipe for just the baby naturally just dying malnutrition like all of that yeah, yeah. miscarriage and again yeah. so she would be fine with that i'm sure i guess because she probably thinks that she's really young you know she got into brown like she doesn't want to have a kid but the main reason is she doesn't want that belly protruding so people aren't like digging her about how it happened totally it's like jeff 100 percent. yeah well, it's, just, it's brutal i feel so on. bad for her. I can't believe you guys didn't guess that. I thought you were like so close to guessing that with the like, why is Shauna with Jeff? You know, Mm -hmm. like there's certain things where it's like, what would make them end up together? And you got to the Jackie no longer being around part. My thing was... I mean, Callie isn't the kid though, because the years don't line up. Yeah, you're right. That was my thing. Yeah, Yeah. that's my thing. Can't be because 2021 is 25 years away and she's in high school. So that means Callie's not going to be conceived for seven-ish years. Look, if this baby comes out, it's getting eaten by someone, whether it's Lottie, whether it's the forest spirit, whether it's, nah, it's every girl gets a chunk of this baby. It's not going to be happy. Callie's right. going to be the happy baby. Let's also say that when Shauna is banging Jeff in the car, she's like, if you get me fucking pregnant, I will murder you. Yeah, see, that was the one comment I was going to bring up too. like, it's so easy. If I were to go back and watch that episode, I would be like, okay, that 
rings so much heavier re- on my rewatch than mm-hmm. the first time because mm-hmm. you know at the time you ma- it, it makes it seem like a joke she's like oh like I'll eat your face or something if you you know get me pregnant. I believe she kinda... said she'll train the baby to become a ninja and kill Jeff. It was something <laughs> uh, it like was, yeah. really funny like that. Classic Shauna. Yeah, great. yeah, great. great looking back, then looking back, it's so obvious that in that moment he knocks her up. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, let's move along here because I did not like remember. I guess the first time watching it through, how much Jackie blows up at. Travis and that when they come back because she's again cranky like everybody else but she's calling them out for not hunting because they're like holding hands and playing like you know cuddly because they've just kissed for the first time recently that all happened um were you guys thinking Jackie was way out of line or was she kind of making some points because I I could see it both ways because they they shouldn't be using hunting time to do anything but hunting exactly there's an appropriate time to have your cuddle time yeah when there's you know, 20 people relying on you to get food, you better make it seem at least like you're attempting to get food, not, you know, romancing your way mm-hmm. around getting food. Yeah. So, I mean, she's logical. she's 100% right. They literally showed a scene where Nat was lining up a shot on a live animal and Travis, to flirt with her, had taken the bullet out of the gun. So she, that was yeah. food right yes. there. Physically, that is one meal for everybody that was taken away. A chaperone should be with those two. Uh, I didn't think about how bad that was. Quite literally. It's, yeah. I thought about it, yeah. It's and do you think, like, how many deer did they miss with every makeout session? It seems like an every single time thing. 100% she's in line. She Nobody could double down because nobody had the 100% proof. But we as the viewers do. So, like, Jackie came on way too strong. But she was in her lane because it was proven to be correct. Mm-hmm. Agree with that. She was. She came off really strong. But she is in a right because they need to survive. So that's wow. good enough. I, there's not really yeah. much else to say. You guys, the, you convinced me like I'm actually totally. This, yeah. Nat and Travis there to just say like Travis asking her how many guys she's been with. And then like that whole conversation, I was like, oh, Travis, man, you're pissing me off. So like, relax. That's a little bit later, Look, right? It is. But I was, I was just looping him. I was Look, screaming insecure, insecure, insecure. Yeah. Absolutely. Time. But he's insecure because literally Nat's laughing, whatever he tries to do. And when he's like, he's a virgin. If you've never been with anybody, you're trying things. And a girl who has a reputation of at least at a minimum has done it before. And she's like laughing at you. Like they're mm-hmm. both at fault here, but Hey, that's, that's young love. Am I right? It yeah. is young I love, mean, baby. They're te- yeah. They're just teenagers. They both don't have enough experience to know what our do's and don'ts in those situations. So that is technically the next day because after the whole blow up of Jackie versus Nat and Travis, we, we do have the two quick things that happen where Misty, can't keep her mouth shut and tells Nat like I have a secret boyfriend too. After the blowout oh, happens, I was, I was cringing so much. I was <laughs> like, you was "Fucking so bitch!" Funny. Well, it actually works out really well because that scene flows right into Coach sitting down with Travis and giving him all the condoms. Which um, was a great scene. I and love he, that. he every lesson that Coach is trying to instill into Travis there, saying like, "We can't have a baby out here." It's just the audience sitting here like, "Dude, Sean is fucked." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. But that's what happens for the rest of the day. If um, do you guys want to add any comments about the coach? condom thing just the coach came on probably too strong honestly he knows travis is a moody 
dude and he should have like leveled with him better but i mean coach only has one leg he's he's (laughs) he's keeping this whole thing together as best he can yeah it's funny that you think he came on too strong and then jackie didn't because i see it the opposite i think jackie came on too strong with her aggression towards you know the hunting and everything which again is in her lane but i think coach was really just trying to be like man to man he was like listen you need to sit down we're gonna have a a real talk right now and that's what he did he gave him a deep talk and after that conversation my ben stock is definitely going up a little bit, mm-hmm. to be honest. To be fair, they both came on too strong, to but they were both right, to be fair. Yeah. All right, let me move us along here, because we, we are You're... diving into everything a little bit too much here. <laughs> yeah, um, we are, but it's fun. I feel like this is, is a good 1996 good is the time theories. to do it, honestly, mm-hmm. is like this timeline. But, okay, so whole next... No, that night, later that night, is when we have the Lottie waking up, seeing Thais eating dirt, Antler Queen kind of symbolism shot, and... That then we kind of skip to the next day. And one of the lines that I love here is Thaisa wakes up and like walks outside and Lottie asks Thaisa, like, were you eating dirt out here? And she goes, I can't do crazy right now, Lottie. So everybody's convincing Lottie that she's crazier than she even is because she's having these real visions and she's seeing Thaisa, but nobody's like helping her out. Her. Exactly. exactly. So it yep. turns into a cool scene with Laura Lee ending up being the the person she goes to for religious advice basically look well, d- yeah. did i use the words divine justification for what yes, she was doing this yes, is like did. uh yeah this i actually really like this religious angle that they were throwing mm-hmm. in here i do have to say thais's line read of what the actual fuck laura lee i or i'm sorry lottie i can't do crazy right now just yeah. in one fell swoop while she yeah. was sprinting was perfect really good yeah did you because yeah, the baptism scene's great though like if, a lot happening yeah yeah i don't even know how to take the baptism scene with the light because you know laura lee sees it as a good thing she's like oh my god you've been touched by god because you saw what was it flame and light or something like that whereas we as the viewers are seeing like she is cursed to shit she has not been touched by any <laughs> god yeah. she is definitely in the she's been touched by the devil if anything so i, I, think- I really have no idea what to think of like is that was that going to be another premonition? Like, are we going to see Lottie in like season two, like in some fucking like submerged school building with all these like lights around her? Like, I have no idea. I, I don't no idea. think her powers are good or bad. Her powers just are, and I think her environment is, is is fighting for influence over her powers because I think they're probably pretty unique amongst humans. Um, That's a great line. I loved that. They're, they're not good or bad. It's just like the situation is bad. I fucking love that. I've never so, thought about yeah. it that way. Because she, she's had, she's been psychic inclined since she was a child. That's why they gave us the flashback. So she just has these things. I think probably being off her meds and being thrust into this stressful situation is maybe, what's the term they use? Like your powers emerge. Manifest. Like, like- manifest. Yeah, that's what they use in like comics and stuff. So kind of all the above is just, but in the context of the prophetic vision during the baptism, she goes through the hallway, sees the deer again, which I think is just to mean she can see into the future. But then she goes up the steps and sees a bunch of candles. I mean, we saw candles at the seance and whatever the hell happened there had to do with candles. And then we're seeing candles again in present time with the whole Travis situation. So what Laura Lee just dismissed as the Holy Spirit and God. It's I don't think it's so black and white as that. My one quick comment is 
This whole show could have never happened if Lottie just skipped her meds the day of the crash and she could have easily just been like, oh, shit, the plane's going down. Like, <laughs> let's not go on the plane. You know, all That's this could have been true. saved if Lottie just didn't have her medication. Bear's repeating how horrible her dad was like in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. In the flashback. Just, oh, my gosh. Dude. Oh, yeah. Get a clue. So the abortion is happening at the same time as his baptism. And the baptism is kind of like, I don't know like a rebirth type thing and they're cross-cutting it with an abortion which is it's good stuff um obviously (laughs) it doesn't go through the abortion but i was scared man i'm like what are you aiming for what are you aiming for you're just jabbing it in there i'm scared all i can say is that evoked like a very visceral reaction to me and i people it's it's it was very effective that they showed it the way they did it's I think. the uncomfortable aspect of this show like the breaking yeah. of the leg by taisa to the jv girl like when you see coach's leg like they go the extra go step there. that other shows don't do to make you feel uncomfortable and it just adds to this whole incredible atmosphere that yellow jackets brings to the table and it's just one of the things that sets it apart and why it's just such a great show i was rolling on the couch feeling so uncomfortable just so <laughs> yeah. much pain because i legitimately couldn't even imagine what how that would go and you know how many women have actually done that too many and people die all the time from attempting to do their own abortions and that's why fucking mm, don't even get me started i was screaming i've never seen anything like that on tv i was legitimately like screaming on the couch like Mm -hmm. what the fuck what the fuck like they're really gonna go through with this and because it did seem like you know they didn't show it show it but you could tell that uh taisa was definitely getting that thing in there and Oh my god, it made me so uncomfortable. I wanted but to cry. But Ty sprinting to get to her, like, doesn't that oh. just add points to Ty? Like, she wanted oh, to yeah. be there, and then Shauna was going to do it no matter what. And Ty's like, "All right, well then, let me help you, and let me be here for you." And that's good stuff. That is women helping women, and you know I love that. Mm-hmm. And let's move on before I go on a Roe v. Wade <laughs> rant. Uh, okay, there's only a couple <laughs> things left for this timeline here, and we have. Travis vibe kills his own bang with Nat because of the body count conversation, which leads to them seeing actually about to actually hook up again. And then the the maggot deer shows up. But did you guys want to bring up anything about specifically Nat and Travis like about to hook up? I uh, my only thing I'm going to say about it is that honestly, like Travis has inched his way up a little bit more in me liking him not to say that i you know fully enjoy him as a character i still think he could be less of a dick to everybody around him but now that we're getting a little bit more into what he's gone through and you know the insecurities that he's feeling Mm -hmm. i kind of understand so i will say travis is slowly turning a new leaf for me still don't like him but he's slowly i'm kind of empathizing for him a little just a little bit i'm not gonna say i fully support yeah i think travis is sick he's got an illness It's called Crixus disease because my man's got layers and I'm starting to see him. <laughs> that was horrible. But no, he it's just these scenes with Nat. We only saw him previously as the moody teen. And now you're kind of seeing his insecurities show a little bit more. So a little bit more of a redeemable character. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still not crazy about Travis, but I think him and Nat are supposed to be flawed characters. Yeah, that's a good point. He's a redeemable character. If they wanted to go the route of making him seem like a good guy and, you know, putting that on us, I'm all in for it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I still have that reserve of, you know, this guy has just been straight up 
a problem and a dick to everyone since the crash. I'm almost so. more interested in Javi's role to play in everything than Travis's. Oh, I mean, yeah. Adam's Javi's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk about Adam. Yeah. Talk let about creepy. A, let me take us home for 96 and Kathleen will start our buckets of 2021 because the only two things to bring up here, I'm saying because I love Shauna now, is when they bring the deer back. Who's going to step up to, to bleed out the deer? Shauna, of course. She cuts open the neck and they see the maggots. Everybody knows everything's fucked. Lottie has a realization that she can see the future. And then it turns to Thaisa freaking the hell out and saying, I'm going south. Who's coming with me? Just a quick gut reaction. If you guys were each to bet money on one or two people to go south with Thaisa and say like they would join her squad, who would you guess? Probably crazy ass Lottie because I think Lottie Lottie's mindset would be I need to get the fuck away from this cabin and everything this dead deer and all this shit. Not that she could ever physically run outrun these visions, but I think maybe to her she's like this place is cursed. Let's move location. So I would probably guess Lottie would be Team Taisa if I were to just put one name out there, and probably Shauna too because she seems to be logical as well. Okay, B Tom's give me Shauna and Misty. Okay. I would say. Um, I would say no to Lottie, Dave, only because she doesn't seem particularly frightened about her powers right now. It seems like she's open to learning about what they mean. I also don't think Laura Lee's going to be heading south. Lottie is learning from Laura Lee right now. Like they seem to be a good pair right now as Laura Lee is offering help with her situation. Also, Laura Lee has taken an interest in learning how to fly the plane, which True. I think is awesome. Good, good. Good thing you brought that up, definitely, because she um, was reading that during the seance, right? Yeah. Yes. The yeah. Fact that Thais is going to call her out for trying to yeah, learn what? up on it. It's like we're all trying to contribute here. If reading this thing, sure, we might not ever fly it, but it literally could do no harm having that information. In the mm-hmm. back of your head. Agreed. 2021. Let me set the scene. We're starting with Shauna's bucket in episode five. Shauna. Callie asked to go into the city for Halloween. She says no. Shauna ends up at the same damn party as Callie, dressed as a seemingly dead Jackie. <laughs> like, yeah. why were her eyes like that? But like, she didn't realize it was Jackie's uniform. But damn, they then bumping into to each other, and then Adam like going up to Shauna while she was talking to Callie and like grabbing her. I was like, no, mm, such <laughs> no. a mistake. He offers I, the ride home too. I don't physically react while watching TV shows that often, but these I, I'm making it seem like I I was reacting so much to these two, like these two episodes, which is how you know I love it. Like I was the same way when I was watching like Alice in Borderland season two, freaking the fuck out, rolling all over the place. Um, like just TV shows that I know are great. Like Severance was the same way. I was constantly rolling on the fucking couch for that, mm-hmm. and this <laughs> yeah. was another one of those fucking moments for me that was just like. Oh my god, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Like, what the fuck? Like, I can't believe like it was Callie the whole time. I was, I was a mess. He was, was Dave was like cringing to the point where like he was like hiding behind his arms as this was happening live because he hated <laughs> yeah. that Callie was seeing this. I was really hoping at the end of the day that Callie would just not remember it because she was tripping. I think she said Molly, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was really yeah. hoping that she wasn't going to remember. That. She said that, and I got, I finally got a chance to like breathe. I was like, okay. Whew. She's not going to remember this, but she does remember this. So I was just, I was a mess. I kind of liked that this blew up in Shauna's face, but only to Callie. And maybe it's just because I like how the rest of this story unwound, but 
It's worth noting that they highlighted Adams getting very clingy and obsessive with his text to Shauna pretty much over the two episodes. I mean, it's not he didn't look particularly good in these two episodes. I feel like Kathleen in one of the previous recordings, you were like, yeah, but he's hot though. Like kind of talking him up at this point, it's starting to get a little bit weird, a little bit obsessive. And I really like leaving the party when Callie and Shauna have a one-on-one conversation. And she's like, what's up with this guy? Like, have you told him your name? Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't know you're a yellow jacket. Come on, mom. Don't be so naive this Adam guy is trouble. Like, I don't know what his deal is. My wildest theory. I had a couple of these last recording, but is that Adam is like an agent of the supernatural trying to get her pregnant again, because whatever took over Lottie was just like, it's already inside of you. And I'm hungry. Like they just want some Shauna babies, but like, what is up with this Adam guy? Seriously, I need some answers and I need Shauna. You're too smart to not be asking these questions anymore. Like you cannot see this guy again. Now that Callie is in the know without like knowing something about him. Adam is Shauna's unborn baby. Facts. <laughs> that would be the game of thrones and his route. name is javi yeah. yep. after his father yeah. <laughs> my name is javi junior, junior. yes yes barty crouch baby love that but okay. hold on yeah we just gotta say that that whole interaction at the halloween rave which first of all looked very fun and right up my alley i that <laughs> seemed like such a fun party um it turned into one of the best scenes of this entire show which is the day after the black where callie tries to blackmail shauna wow and shauna, yeah. this is the the, the reason that shauna's actress which i can't remember her name say melanie Lenski. Lenski won an award for being best lead actor of or of yellow jackets was because of stuff like this because this scene was so badass and just the way she delivered all the lines about how callie is full of shit and then she even calls jeff over he's like oh jeff she wants to tell you something i i love that scene it was my favorite 2021 scene of the two episodes let me just say this i'm, I'm gonna do the thing callie yeah i'm cheating on your dad and then they're like Hey, Jeff, same voice, yeah, like yeah. barely any louder. It's yep. like, hey, Jeff, he's an earshot this whole conversation, which is so funny. <laughs> Jeff is so clueless and he's just like, man, she does have an attitude. You're right. And let me just say him in the beginning of the episode when he like volunteers to go to book club with her, which is her excuse, like her lie uh-huh. to not. And he's like, I'll go with you. I'm like, sweet boy, Jeff. Oh, like, he's, really <laughs> he's definitely a sweet boy. I'm all team. Yep. Beat Tom's might not but be on. Was that. he cheating? But was he no. cheating? It I'm... seemed like it. Look, he can still be. I, I think he can still be sweet boy. Jeff, even if he was cheating, they just got to clear the air. Be like, hey, we're both cheating, but we both love our family. We want to make this work. Let's just be a happy family and cheat on the side. Have your cake and eat it, too. Also, I hope I'm bringing that sort of energy to the table when I'm a father, because the way he just like strolled into the room, your daughter was out partying last night and got high and I had to pick her up from the city. He's like, Callie, (laughs) I'm so disappointed how I'm going to have to feign discipline to my future children. And also, she just like got up and stormed out. My parents would have had me by the scrub of the neck if I just tried to stroll out mid yelling punishment yeah yeah you guys are gonna be like you did molly without me 
you <laughs> to your kids. Yeah, right. I would be like, where is uh, where's the leftovers? Pass it here, you know. Give it here, Malfoy. Uh, yeah. Give it here, Malfoy. <laughs> gonna have Let's to go back that. for one second and just I actually really enjoyed Callie on Molly talking with Shauna. I thought that was all really good information. Like you and dad never talk about Jackie. Like there's a lot of good stuff. We also hear her mom gave me that uniform for her 40th birthday. Right. It, it's like the first drop of Jackie is not around. Something yeah. went wrong. And that was like the first drop, uh, which is good stuff. And I really liked that. But that's really all for Shauna in episode five. Uh, we can we can now skip to Nat. So um, we begin Nat in this episode with Kevin calling and being like, we got the file. Um, the toxicology is clean on Travis. He was not high. So we know that she was, she wants to like get into the files to get more information. Right. And to get the pictures, um, he's like, Hey, do you want to hang out? And she's like, Oh, I'm getting another call. She's such a bitch. I love it. Go team Nat. Big fan. Um, immediately calls Misty to get her guy because Misty in a previous episode has said, Oh, I have a guy that can get into emails. Misty's guy gets him and they meet him at a restaurant and they're not supposed to bring an extra person and brian hit it yeah so the way they shake this guy down is <laughs> they just well before this they grabbed a nice canteen of gasoline and misty just like pours his bottle of gasoline on this guy's pants and that's just like you think i'm above lighting your crotch on fire for this information try me motherfucker i wouldn't try her Badass. that is like you got no options. They literally have you by the balls in that situation. <laughs> I literally love how Nat, Nat's like, he would be really, pretty good for you. And even Misty turns him <laughs> down. But in my head, I'm like, dude, they would be perfect yep. together. Two little dorks just like, you know, pretending to be secret agents kind of thing. They would be perfect. Citizen together. Even, detectives. Yeah, bro. citizen detectives. Yeah. I'd be good Anyone- for <laughs> Anyone who's willing to mouth siphon gas from a car is a badass. Like yeah. that is a crazy thing to do. It was from her own car too. It's like just go to the gas station and put some in a cup. Like it'll take you two seconds. Nah, resources, baby. But another another misty moment is first of all she f- fakes a code blue to the Halloween kids, and I think that's so funny because she's crazy. And then she gives uh, Nat the decoration, which is the camera that she spies on them with. And it's Mm -hmm. classic. Like, Nat should have known. Why is she giving her this out? Like, it's a camera. Come on. Agreed. Yeah. The main thing of all the pictures that they gather from this information is that when they put the pictures together, they see the symbol on the ground. They draw it out. To me, I don't see those things. but I'm glad they could draw it out for me. I thought the same thing. The cool thing is, like, you know, it's not a suicide because someone lit the candles and then took them away. Right. There's wax all over the ground and only they can decipher that symbol. Right. No one else would be able to look at it. No law enforcement would be able to look at it and do that. So we know that Travis was murdered. It was not a suicide. Right. Thoughts do you think Travis symbol, though? Yeah. What do you guys what's your yeah. first instinct with that symbol? Well, it's got to be someone that was in the forest. I mean, my my working theory right now is that it could be our antler queen, Lottie, tracking down the remainder of the survivors. And if she is like psychic inclined, maybe I feel like they are leaning in all to all this witchiness and all the witchy powers. So maybe she's just using that to for some means to an end. I feel like the way that she put travis on display and like hung him up in the middle of kind of the candles it it wasn't by accident so there probably is some 
sacrificial means to it. But I, my working theory is that Lottie's the one behind it. I'm trying to remember how they specifically react to the symbol when they get the postcards. Like, do they refer to it as like, oh, it's that symbol, or they're yeah. like, are they like, what the fuck is this symbol? It's they more know of it. like the first one. Okay, they know it because it was in the middle mm-hmm. of the floor of the seance. Yeah, but... Oh yeah, you're right. Because so it was right. upstairs. Remember, and yeah, on yeah. the tree. I, I really yeah. have no. I I know we're we're big theory people here on this podcast, but even this is eluding me. Like, I just don't even have a beginning working theory. I, I think I said in the first recording we did that it was a representation of fucking Ben Scott, which obviously is thrown out the window because the line <laughs> is through the right side of the leg. I don't know. It's like a hook. There's a triangle. There's a hook at the bottom of the triangle. There's a circle on top of the triangle. It's it's going over my head. I I don't know. Yeah. The end of this is just that Nat is adamant that Travis did not believe in any of this shit. It wouldn't have been him and had to have been somebody else. So we kind of get confirmation that with all this freaky shit going on and whoever survives and is still doing freaky shit, Travis was not one of them. And we do see a flashback of the two of them. I don't know if it's in five or six but as adults sleeping with each other, right? Nat and young Travis are hooking up and then we get a flash of her looking at him as an adult in bed. Mm -hmm. So you know that they were like, they knew each other as adults. They were close. So we can confirm kind of that Travis is not into this like voodoo shit, you know? I think Mm -hmm. that's a really good quote because that definitely implies that there was a split between the plane crash survivors of, okay, was what we experienced out there, you know, was it real? Was it all just like a a dreams kind of thing or, you know, so I think it clearly paints a picture that there were two sides of people that one, there was a side of people that believed in the symbol, whatever it means, like maybe Lottie, you know, with the experiences, the ghosts and everything. And then there's people who are like, okay, all that was fake. We just were out in the woods for days on like surviving on literally grass and dirt. And, you know, maybe we're all hallucinating. So I think that paints uh, an idea that there are definitely split sides already. And I think once in 2021, when all the girls reconvene, it's our first confirmation that other girls from the team are alive because I think it's Shauna when they're like, who could have sent the postcards? Shauna's like, it had to have been someone else from the team other than us because we're the only ones that know. I'm not sure if we had confirmed that anybody else was alive. That was the we, first time Shauna no. ever met up with anybody else, right? In the present I love day, it. which oh, it so dude, much. it felt like a freaking mini Avengers Assemble moment to me. And I was like, "Yo, <laughs> yeah. let's go!" Yeah, Misty yeah. called her. Now we'll hop to Ty really quickly. She's not doing great in the polls. Uh, the dog was barking. She runs out. She the dog was barking. She sees the wolf. She runs out. Spill on the door. Right. First of all, she grabs a letter opener to go get a wolf. Hilarious. Go off, <laughs> yeah. Ty. <laughs> you know, um, later on, Ty finds the paint under Sammy's bed after Halloween, and he's adamant that he did not do it. He said the bad one did it. Okay, what do you guys think? Because the rest of it is really just Ty's wife calling her out for being distracted. She's saying, "What's wrong with Sammy is that he's missing the mom that you are, and yet you were. You're not here, you know." And Ty ends up being like, "I'm going to drop out of the Senate race. Like this isn't fair to you guys." But I think the big part of this is obviously Sammy and the paint and the spill. So what do you think? Ty's just got to come out and tell her wife, like, I have experienced a lot of spiritual shit when I was younger, a lot of paranormal stuff, and that could explain what's going on here. And then I think for the, at least in terms of Sammy, he could have easily have been just like possessed, like we saw Lottie get possessed. And so whoever was possessing him could have just had him go out there and write the words on the wall. 
But again, it could just be another being that actually was moving the paint around and put it under the bed. I there's not enough evidence for me to to be to guess which one it was. But I, I definitely think Sammy, when he's himself, is innocent. Like I don't think he obviously did that. I I think Thais is the lady in the tree, is the lady in the window, whatever. It's I think clear that, that she has these blackouts at night where she goes to eat dirt. What's it's not that much of a leap to say that during these blackouts she's like communicating with Sammy and telling him to do things and maybe threatening him like if you tell mommy during the day that I'm doing this then I'm going to kill other mom or something like that and that's why he's like also the wording of it's okay you're not the bad one it's you at night when you're the lady in the window. And that's why he's kind of being a little bit ambiguous. And it's just saying it wasn't me. Like mm-hmm. you're behind it, mom. Yeah, that's good. That's good analysis. Can't really add anything there. Totally. So the episode ends with Ty showing up to Nats. Um, they show Ty the floor or just it's just not there. So shows her the floor of the barn and they sh- get that 50 K of cash text, which is interesting. I'm excited to yeah. hear what you guys have to say because it feels out of character, like a text. I don't know. Like I, I remember being like, what is this? So Sean, just- didn't get the text either. Sean, didn't get the, the po- text or the postcard, which right. is important. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads me to believe the text is coming from someone who is different from whoever's behind Travis. I think it could be two different people. Honestly, the only name that comes to mind for who's sending the text is Misty. I've just thought of Jeff. Jeff's in on it somehow. Him and that girl are the ones communicating, siphoning all the money from all these people. Ah, Maybe Adam. Him and what girl? The girl that he was seeing at the hotel. Oh, oh, okay. But that's just obviously that's a long shot. I don't even believe in that theory, but throwing things. Just, at the wall. Yeah, anything that comes to my mind, I'm just throwing it out here. That's why. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been great listening. So they call Shauna and Misty's watching and she says that conniving poodle hair, little fucking freak. And she's like, what? She's like so happy, like thrilled with herself. Like, oh, Misty called Shauna and they're like, you fucking bitch yeah. oh it's good it's so good so that pretty much ends episode five timeline in 2021 and episode six it actually works out where the first couple scenes of the, are the girls still all together and then they split and then they have their own little separate buckets so for for their crossover we'll just cover that right now that is shauna heading back to nat's place she runs into my boy randy Oh, buzz 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 guy. tattoo yeah fuck yeah um and then that's when they they just come up with the plan of what they're going to do about the 50k and of course it's it's i think it's shauna that comes up with the idea to, to basically just put a little gps tracker in it and then they're going to figure out who it is and at the same time misty is stealing meds from work i think those are all the things that are kind of simultaneously happening before girls really separate it is a beautiful thing to have seen them so much as in 1996 as teenagers and now to get to see them interact as adults because it's like so much has changed but so much hasn't like they're all mean to each other still just like it was before but they're adults now it's it's a joy to watch i agree it is the avengers assembling these three bring misty in too you can't leave her out he was there hanging out even in the last episode they just didn't know she was hanging out with them (laughs) exactly yeah yep not much to dissect there but I kind of wish Misty was physically with the squad. But other than that, they were just kind of 
moving towards when they do separate and fall into their own buckets. So who do we want to hit first? We have to do Misty last because hers revolves around the implications of Nat's storyline. So let's just take Shona okay. and and Taisa. Taisa is the easiest one. She's pretty isolated here because she has it's her and her family. Like that's what her content in episode six is about. Because Simone is like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? You destroyed my plan with your political uh, dropout. Um, we have to take care of our kid. Like we are doing a horrible job. And they even go and see a psychologist which of course you would do this if you truly thought sammy was doing all these things um and even then taisa is still like partially Distracted. split between politics and like her family and stuff but we could talk about all of that and then also it ends with the her eating dirt outside of her house so like that's all taisa really has for the rest of this episode i think the main part for for the that scene at the psychologist is them saying that sammy doesn't truly doesn't believe that he's doing any of these things. He doesn't remember mm-hmm. it. And Ty's like, mm, we trust in this lady. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and her wife is sick of her shit. She's like, this is our son. Let's get it together. Stop like dismissing everything. So like so. the one thing I laughed out loud about was Simone, Simone, right? Yeah. Was getting on Ty's case about like checking her phone during the visit. And when they're in the visit, like the psychiatrist is talking a vibration. She looks at the phone and both of them like visibly judge them, give her the worst stink guy. Mm-hmm. And Ty's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Continue. And the psychiatrist has this line. Well, that's about it. Honestly, <laughs> just more visits <laughs> literally was done. Her spiel yeah. and Ty checked her phone and they gave her the nastiest stink. guy. go back and watch the scene. You'll be like, Oh my gosh, Ty didn't deserve. You're that. saying they, yeah. Okay. I yeah. You're sticking up for Ty. Yes, I am. I empathize more with Ty because I, as a viewer, know that she moonlights as a human being who eats dirt. So I feel for that. (laughs) Simone is not privy to that information. So like, that's why she's coming down so hard. But just got to break it down with her, Ty. Yeah. Okay, let's take it to Shauna then. Yeah, for Shauna, when we open Shauna at this at, at back at her house and she's really distracted and Jeff shows up and like the shirt and tie and is like, yo, girl, we've got brunch at Jackie's. What are you doing? She has the postcard folded and puts it in her pocket. And for a second, I was like, did she get a postcard or did she steal one of the girls postcards? Because I was like, did she lie about getting one or did she just take? Nats or ties, you know what I mean? I wasn't sure where that postcard came from. But they go to Jackie's, and man, is this a shit show? Jackie's yeah. mom's like, Jackie adored rabbits. And then there's a flashback to them being young, and Jackie's like, What the fuck even is a rabbit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> her mom's just yeah, being a bitch great. to be a bitch. Like, yeah. it really is. Just constant backhanded compliments to their, oh, like, not everybody needs to reach for things. Like, everybody can, some people could be content. And it's just like this whole conversation. And again, I keep bringing it up because I watch it with Dave and he's watching for the first time. So I always take notes when he reacts and he was just fuck this bitch. Like, she's such a bitch. She's like, I want to. Yeah, you were like, I wanted to really slap her. The one comment that really drove me over the edge was like, oh, like I can't even. It was the very last one before Jeff starts to stand up for her. That was the one I was like, yo, girl, fucking relax. We get it. Your daughter's dead. But come on, like. It was it was something about um how Jackie was like so much smarter better. than Shauna like, yeah, and stuff and, so much and he's like and smarter Shauna than gone to Brown. 
And like, she's great. And then he goes on that whole spiel. There is that little break where Shauna goes to Jackie's room. We could talk about that if we want, but you're right. Like Jeff stocks just through the roof after this scene. Yeah. And just how he bends her. I was, I remember this is the moment where I was like, okay, I like Jeff. You can't tell me that a man cheating on his wife is going to whip out a speech that is as deep and as thoughtful. And like, he meant every word of what he said. And you could tell that I can't, imagine a world where jeff is saying all that stuff and he still is like yo i'm a cheater i just i think jeff at the end of the day is just a clueless lovable idiot and he's just oblivious to everything around him like the daughter and you know he just he's just a guy just not aware of his surroundings and i just think he's just so perfect and i love jeff i think it's funny that you were the b times you were the first one to be like oh yeah i'm so team jeff and now you seem so then you back down yeah and then (laughs) i'm so on for jeff like it's just funny how that works yeah jeff is great i don't know i think he was cheating but so is she i think it's just like there are happy people in loving open relationships i think these two open relationship not yet i think they just have to slap the label on it because they are both individually cheating is that not an open relationship because then that cheating becomes very much not cheating. I just think it's and they so both funny. seem happy with that status quo. Also, they alluded to the fact that Jeff wasn't getting any before they had that sexual epiphany in episode two or three or whatever it was. Let's just talk about Shauna saying, I don't even like my daughter because she <laughs> oh, is yeah. just killing me. She's so funny. She's so good in yeah. this role. It's unbelievable. But you're right. Jeff is amazing they are not a perfect couple whether he's cheating or not they both realize there's issues but he reassures her like i i don't wish i married jackie like it's obviously something i've thought about in my life but i just i don't think that like he's a good guy he's reassuring her shauna's the one who's mega distracted jeff is at least yeah present in his own home shauna didn't even know what day it was <laughs> so yeah. and that's because of all the 50k they need that's because of she's thinking about adam javi unborn son you know it's like she's thinking about everything so it, it was a great episode for them too and Fuck let's bring up the, the she has the the scene where she sees young Jackie and young Shauna talking about young Jeff. So that was like pretty interesting to see because she's like, Oh my God, you like, like, like him. Oh my <laughs> God. Why don't you tell me Jackie? It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. And then Jackie has the conversation and she's like, it's not your fault. And she's like, I know it's like, well, it kind of is. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's seeing shit. Stuff. The only people who haven't really seen anything of like in at least adult form, I don't think Misty's seen anything. And has Nat hallucinated? She's yet? seen Travis. Oh, you're right. She has seen Travis. So it's so just Misty's Misty. The only one. Yeah. So there's definitely a connection there. They're all seeing shit. Yeah. <sighs> but let's bring it home. Just the Misty. We covered Ty. We're good. Well, Nat, right? Nat oh. will get us to Misty. We didn't talk about um, a couple of things that she goes oh, through. Because, so, so she finds out right away from Taisa, who has way too much going on, that she's going to be the one that has to get the money. Taisa can't do it. She's too distracted with her whole going with sammy's visits and stuff right so she has to get the money um so she ends up running errands with kevin like it kind of times up where they're they're she's like kevin catches her at that time when she's going to go find the 50k and the couple things i want to point out here because they go to the they go to the soccer game for kevin's kid what was the first stop that they? she sold her car 
She sold that her car for the to money. Get the right, money. Right, right. Yeah. Then they go to the soccer game to get uh to to visit Kevin's kid, and that has one of the coolest moments ever. Is just not actually flexing her national contender yeah. status as a soccer player. Like that, that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. That was really cool to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. I love that. She gets scene. a text, I think, right there, right? Like they should they have another cute kiss moment, I think, too. Well, she has like a little panic attack. Like the kid yeah. scores the goal, and then she, I think, just has like realizations of like her being in high school again, kind of revisiting that. And then she walks away to go smoke a cigarette, and then mm-hmm. the game yep. ends, and Kevin goes to console her. Yep. Yeah. It's good to and see that she's bang, bang. Bangity bang. Oh, Misty's yeah, watching, yeah, yeah. Misty's watching fucking and Misty it. makes three. Uh, yeah. Anyway, baby. I kind of like that Nat is reciprocating feelings for Kevin because Kevin's a good guy. Kevin, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Kevin's a good guy. I kind of like this shit for her, but she might get bored with him. But who cares? Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely good. And he's a good resource, obviously, because he's a cop. Like, yeah. He yeah. Skills. Definitely. Not a cop. He's a detective. Uh, and then you could you can end us here, Kathleen, with Misty's last thing. That yeah, I mean, Misty makes the call to Jessica Roberts. We saw we've been she's been stealing meds all episode, right? She has a bag in her trunk full of meds. She calls Jessica Roberts while she's having a little viewing party of the bang. And then she fucking holds her hostage, baby. Like, what? What do we think about this? I she I dexters her, right? She, like, she, she puts the Dexter oh, yeah, needle comes, in her. Yeah, also, uh-huh. like, the girl comes in the car and she's like, ah, it's like you. So you turned a new leaf, and Missy's like, yeah, stabs her right away. Doesn't even give her a moment to breathe. It's like, how could I not love Missy? Like, yes, she's fucking crazy. She's out of her mind, but it's just so fucking funny this is such good content misty dude hell yeah i needed something like this in current day misty's plot line to really yep. like reinvigorate like her as a character and she jessica roberts wakes up in the bed tied and starts freaking the fuck out and right there the stakes are raised again and she has that OA moment where she's like oh like have fun and shuts the door from the top of the stairs and i was like yo yep so good. I'm man. so interested in knowing in what the fuck older Misty's plan is because she's like the way she's been watching the gang. It just makes it seem like, you know, she's not on their side, but she obviously wants to be a part of whatever they're doing. But at the same time, she's calling Jessica Roberts. She's doing all this stuff. She's watching their conversation. She's like smiling, like menacingly every time she's seeing them. I'm just so curious how she's going to turn out. Like, it's, I, I just don't think she's fully on, you know, I would Shauna, say Nats and Ty's side. So something we skipped is a conversation we we see with Nat, Shauna, and Ty when one of them suggests let's call like let's get Jessica Roberts here and ask her about it. Like, but then they're like, if we're wrong, she has a story to tell. Like, we can't think we, we what if it's her? And Misty watched this whole thing. So I mean, Ty, as far as Ty knows. Jessica Roberts is someone she hired. I mean, Jessica Roberts could very well be involved in any of this. Yeah. There's there's two camps. Jessica Roberts was hired by Ty and she's in on it, or Jessica Roberts is just a pawn in Ty's game, and now Misty has her tied up. So Misty watched that happen. Of course, Ty shuts it down because in her brain, she's like, don't call Jessica Roberts. It's not, it, it ain't her. Like, mm-hmm. it isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like a 
mind fuck of Missy's like, well, if it you was, guys aren't going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah, it was yeah. actually Shauna that shut it down, not Ty, which I thought was bizarre. Honestly, I'm wondering why, like, Ty East is not being a good team player by not telling them there's no need to worry about Jessica Roberts. Like, I feel like whatever is going on with the credibility of our uh, survivors is more important than the political ramifications of Jessica being found out, at least internal to the the group of trust, the circle of trust. If you that's will. a great point, I didn't think about. It. That's a good point, especially if if Ty just says, "Listen, I got the postcard. I had to do my due diligence, and so I hired her to like check you guys out." That's all she has to say, and they're going to be like, "Classic Ty." Yeah. Moving on. But at the same time, Jessica Roberts seems like she's taken some liberties with her role. I don't know why she's poking the bear. That was Misty. She, you can be tied up for the rest of this series, girl. I don't care. You were asking for it. Damn, man. I don't like that you said that at the end of this podcast, because that is almost in the level of questionable writing, where why, what, what reasoning would Taisa have for not that was like telling that information that yeah, yeah. Was like when they were having that conversation my first thought was why does this is like a perfect opportunity to just have at least only nat and shauna know like exactly i mean sure why? misty's watching but she doesn't know that but only you're only telling two people about jessica roberts like that well then we would be robbed of seeing what of jessica course. roberts and caligula like make as a friendship then we'd be uh, robbed so we have <laughs> caligula. to see that <laughs> Yeah, but I agree with that. It's it's like a little sketchy, but I I think Ty is just a secretive person. Yeah, and if that's it, the worst writing decision that's happened through six episodes. I'm okay with it. Correct. Yeah. And that's it, baby. That's the that's the five and the six. All right, mm-hmm. all right. I'll see you guys later. I'm going to no I'm no no. So I think we you both are saying Lottie is Antler Queen. Yeah. Right? Correct. Yeah. Confirmed. No nothing else. All right. Now. Favorite characters, go. Yep. Adult Misty, adult Shauna. I just want to say Taisa from start to finish. It's hard Hell to yeah. say who I like more. Ty, probably young Ty, I think. They give us like- more for young Ty. Yeah. Adult Ty is kind of going through it at the moment, but like I respect her resilience. So yours actually changed a little bit there because. I- Great two episodes for Ty. Yeah. So you had old Misty, old. Sh- so what you just said is old Misty, old Shauna, young Ty. That's your new what? That's your new top three. But it was old Misty, young Nat, old Shauna. So ch- old Shauna jumped up a spot, and young Nat dropped out for young Taisa. I knew I had the two the same. I kind of forgot I was young Nat, but it wasn't a particularly good episode for her. It wasn't that bad, but right. I think highlighting how irresponsible they've been on the hunting did it for me. Yep. Dave, old Misty. Old Shauna. Hefe, baby. We're going with Jeff in number three. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I'm We're so young boy, old. Old Jeff. Yeah, obviously. Old Jeff. Old Jeff. Yeah, Hefe, baby. Hefe, I love it. Yeah, he creeps in there. I just Young think his, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I actually hate young Jeff. His young just, Jeff. His speech at yeah, dinner, his speech in the car were just so perfect. I truly think he's just a genuine guy and i'm totally rooting agree. for the fucking stars for jeff so, so your top two were consistent but obviously young nat dropped out for a, last episode Hefe. when i was saying young nat i wasn't even like fully confident with putting her yeah. three but i have the confidence to put hefe in three babies he he did have a great episode six so i agree with that amazing God, let's fucking you guys want to do another podcast on yellow jackets once we finish this one just do it again <laughs> it'll only take two and a half hours and i'll be ready to go <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. 
That was five and six. We've got seven and eight coming quick. We're dropping these on Mondays. Um, We're trying to stay a little consistent with our drafts for this one. We're gearing up for season two. Fucking buzz, 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 bitch. Again, subscribe, like, follow us on Bingetown, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us on everything. We've got it all. We've got BingetownTV.com. We love hanging out with you guys. Tweet at us if you've got theories, if you've got issues. We love it. And especially when we're going week to week on season two, we're going to need those theories. So we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 